We've gone through a lot, haven't we? And we're still going through things. And if ever there was a time to reach out and to evangelize, it's, it's right now. We've had so much that we've gone through, our country, our city, our, our state, whether it be a, just a couple years ago, the pandemic, the George Floyd incident, the just, just the flood of 2016, the hurricanes in Lake Charles and now New Orleans area. It, it just seems to not stop. And in my opinion, there are ducks on the pond. There are people who are frustrated that they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're in an emotional upheaval. And they just don't know what to do. And I think it's time for the church to rise up. There are ducks on the pond and we don't even realize it. They're hurting. And they don't know what to do. And so I have a graph. It's actually in your notes. I want to show it to you up on the screen. When it comes to evangelist, evangelism, I call this the do the math evangelism because I'm going to show or just share with you a couple numbers. How many of you are numbers people? You're math people? Come on, let me see the geeks. Yep, you're geeks. How many of you don't like math? You're the normal ones. I want to start with the right column very quickly. 53% of the people, they're not coming to your church. 53% of the people are not coming to your church. They drive by it and don't need it. If they're in a crisis, they don't even think about calling the church for help. They want nothing to do with the church. 53%. And why? It could be that maybe the Christians have a greater desire to correct them than to connect with them. Most Christians make them mad rather than make them hungry for the Lord. Oh, we find something to talk to them about, but it's usually, it's usually that one thing that we disagree on and we will stay right there and won't get off that 1% of disagreement rather than the 1% that we can agree on. The reason why they're not coming to our church is because they know us by our political stand and not our spiritual stand. Folks are going to hell. Because if you read your Bible, there are only two places that are available for the people. Now on the other side are the 40%. Notice those two numbers add up to 100. You, those of you that are math people, right? They're not threatened by an invitation. Ladies' breakfast. Men's wild game cookout. They're not threatened by an invitation. 
they need connection, but they just, they don't know how to arrive there. They don't know what that really looks like in the church. Maybe they're not church. Maybe they were, but they've been, uh, don't need the church anymore. But, oh, wait a minute. You're inviting me? Oh, it's free. I get to eat. I'm, I'm coming. They just don't know how to connect. This bunch, the 47%, they're easier. You know why? Come out to Wild Game Cookout. Be my guest. I'll buy your ticket. But at that point, that's all I'm doing. The church takes over right there. Because we say it's the church's responsibility. Once we invite them, we just get them here and that's it. Had nothing to do with them after that point. Most in this range recognize your heart. They recognize your sincerity. They're typically not as critical of the church because maybe they heard that we recent, recently did a, a great work on our serve day the last Saturday of July. So they're like, hmm, y'all got some great things going on there. And finally, there's an opportunity usually at some point to connect with Jesus. So you, you see the two sides? You got the 47% and you've got the 53%. So I call this message, do the math, evangelism. And what we're going to do is very briefly, we're going to go through in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23, we're going to read it together. The Apostle Paul gives us his version of evangelism and how we can alter these two numbers. Are you ready? It's in your handout in verse 19. And we're reading out of the message. It says, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. And now he lists the people, the religious, the non-religious Meticulous moralists, the loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I, I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. And finally, he says, I did all of this because of the message, who is Jesus. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. And so what I want to do is share with you tonight, and you have a handout. By the way, there's an ink pen in front of you. You can take notes. You can fill in the blanks. And we're going to look at Paul's way of evangelism. Are you all ready for this? I think you're going to enjoy this. Number one, what we see is Paul became a servant to whoever. Notice he gave his list. He said, I've reached out to the religious, the non-religious, those that are immoral, those that are moral. And he says, I've reached out to everyone. And when we do that, the other person's need becomes greater than our need. Amen? That we don't discriminate 
who we try to evangelize. By the way, God said, I want to give you my son to all the world. He didn't say a particular group or a particular section of the world, right? Basically, what he was saying is, he says, I'm bringing value to every person that I'm going to go after. And I'm not going to let situations or race or age or gender play into the mix. He said, I'm going to go after and I'm going to serve whoever. Amen. Where did he model that? It's in the Gospels. We look at Jesus. Jesus hung out with everyone. If, if he would be here today, let me tell you a little bit more where Jesus would hang out. You ready for this? He would attend the Buddha festival and go hang out. He'd probably, you'd probably find him at downtown alive. And hang out with the skateboarders. And he probably would jump on one. You'd find him at Old Navy. I mean, the brother needs some clothes. He'd be in line at Jet Coffee with everybody else on in Lafayette. He would be at Acadiana Friday night. They're playing Karen Grove. He would be where the people are. I wonder if he would come to church. Hmm, think about that one. Anybody doing a, a barbecue for Labor Day? He, he would come attend. That's where Jesus hung out with whomever, and it didn't matter to him. So you have to ask yourself, how can I add value to people? How can I sort of get in their realm? How can I get in their area of influence? Well, you have to come to the realization that God loves people that you don't know, and he loves people that you don't like. And that's the problem with the 53% that aren't coming to church. Because they take one look at Christians and don't correct me. I don't want to hear it because that's all I've gotten all my life. Legalism. And what they say is, all I hear from you is about vaccinations. All I hear is about what political side you're on. Folks, we have to decrease the 53%. We have to decrease the people that want nothing to do with church. I look at it this way. We just got to love them. And we got to love them unconditionally. Amen? And so if you remember... The 47% and the 53%, and it's on your page. 
Have you been called to your church or have you been called to your community? You got to make a choice. You got to, you can't, you, you got to make one choice. Where are you called? You see, most Christians that are coming to church are called to their church because they're comfortable. And when you mention the word evangelize, it throws them in a loop. No, 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 no. That's for the pastors. That's for the leaders. That's not for me. I don't want to get out there. It's too cold or it's too hot or it's raining. And but we've got to get to the point where we've got to reduce that 53%. And the only way I know how to do it is we've got to be called to the church and we've got to be called to the community at the same time. We've got people coming to a couple of events very quickly, very soon. If all we're going to do is just get them in here and stop at that point, we have no vision for community. Amen? Paul says, serve the whoever's. Number two, he understood who he was in Christ. Because look what he says. He says in verse 22, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever, he said, I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. You see, when you go after the whoever's, you've got to maintain your focus on who you are in Christ. Because it is very easy to be drawn away from that plumb line. Amen? And it's very easy to go the opposite direction and to just get way, way spiritual and, 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 and legalistic. And so what Paul said is he says, I'm right here. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle lane. I'm not going to be over here to the left. I'm not going to be over here to the right. He says, I didn't take on their way of life. He said, I kept my bearings. See, if we're confident and we want to go there, we want to go with people and just meet them where they are, we've got to realize that we can't take on their way of life. Staying focused says, I don't have to be like them to reach them. I just have to like them to reach them. Amen? You see, sometimes the lifestyle of people can be a little uncomfortable, can't it? Come on. And I, and I get that. But as I said earlier, for God so loved the world. Paul says, I didn't take on their lifestyle. I kept my plumb line right here in the middle. And here's the other interesting thing. Isn't it easy to love Jesus when you're here in this setting? I mean, we have coffee. We've got padded pews. And they're purple. Both ACs are now working. Praise God. Last week they weren't. We've got a wonderful children's ministry. Oh, the worship team is off the charts. Our ushers are amazing. Our sound guy, I mean, you heard that, didn't you? 
That was him. Doug's wonderful. He puts it up there. Shane has got the camera right on me. Hi there. Isn't this place wonderful? Built in 2001. We have a wonderful senior pastor and his wife. Isn't that wonderful? But here's the reality. When we get around defeated, immoral, uncomfortable people, it puts us sort of in a different zone, right? Things start spinning in your head. Do I or not? Do I help them? Do I? No, no, I don't think I should. They've got tattoos. I can't do that. I can't talk to tattooed people. I mean, come on. Am I the only one? We start thinking of things. Paul says you got to go after the whoever's. Most people say, I don't want to go after the 53% people. They're not coming anyway, so why go after them? Maybe we should have this prayer. God, let my path cross someone who's looking for God. Number three. He entered their world. Look what it says. He says, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever, I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. When we become intentional about entering their world, We come to what's called common ground. It's where we are moved with compassion when we hear their story. Common ground is not when you say, well, if you don't turn, you're going to burn. Or if you die, you're going to fry. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> Why are we saying these kind of things? See, Jesus came. And found common ground with us. He says, I, I, I want to know what you feel. I want to see what you see. I want to hear what you hear. I want to live where you live. That's why I think he would hang out at the festivals. I think you would see him all over town. Let me tell you this. That when there's a lack of compassion and a lack of reaching out to people, what happens is you're not in their world. You don't understand their world. And you do what a running back does. You, you give a, a, a stiff arm. And what you say is, I'm not going to enter your world no matter what you tell me or no matter what your world is. See, when you enter their world, you never know where it will take you. Is that true? Maybe their world is business. And maybe, just maybe, your world might be business. 
Or maybe you're a supervisor. Or maybe you're somebody who analyzes. Or maybe you're a bookkeeper or whatever. And that's that common ground that you're looking for. Maybe their world is hunting and fishing. And you're drumming up a conversation and you find out he has a boat. Well, you got a boat? I got a boat too. What size is your boat? Really? Where do you fish? And the next thing you know, you are finding common ground. You see, their point of view matters. And their world matters. And you see, that's the 53 percenters, right? But what about the 47 percenters? Those that like an invitation. Well, I have this to say. When you enter their world, God has given you the great commission, not the great invitation. You see, there's more to evangelism than an invite to wild game or a ladies breakfast. Amen. They're hungry. We've got to make them hungry. And it can't be, well, I'll just take them, I'll just invite them, I'll buy a ticket and let the church do the rest. For God has given us the great commission. You have to enter their world. An example. When somebody says, oh, I'm Catholic, I tell them, me too. I'm a Reformed Catholic. And they, what? What does that mean? Well, I take communion. I, I do say the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, every now and then. Right? I come sit at a pew. Yeah, I'm Catholic. And you should see their face. <laughs> They're blown away. They're like, what are you doing at this church? I, I thought, you know, y'all were non-denominational. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm Catholic in the core. Yeah, I'm, I'm Catholic. It blows them away. Remember, the goal is to enter their world and not come across, well, I'm no longer Catholic. Does that make sense? Are, are y'all following me? Am I stepping on any toes tonight? <laughs> if I am, it's okay. My name is Rob and I'm your friend. You see, when all they hear is your political stand and not your spiritual stand, what is that telling people? You are not getting in their world. They don't want to hear about your politics. They don't want to hear about your vaccination choice. If you have a conver you ever had a conversation with someone that says, why do you believe in a God that sends people to hell? You ever had that conversation with somebody? This is what you tell them. When they say, I can't believe you serve a God who sends people to hell. You know what you tell them? I agree. And they look at you like, well, wait, wait a minute. Well, why are you saying that? And then you say, hold on. You're talking about the wrong God. Because you got to step over our God to get to hell. Amen? Listen, if they don't connect with you in their world arena, they don't want your God. They don't want your church. 
So you're going to have to get in their arena and hang with them. Amen. And a lot of times, you don't even share your faith until much later. They need to see it active in you. You need to connect with them wherever they are in their lives. Amen. Number four, he got creative leading them to Christ. Because look at what he says in verse 22. He says, I've become just about every sort of servant there is out there to lead them to a God-saved life. What did Paul say? He said, man, I've tried everything and I will not stop. And that's what we have to do as well. If one thing doesn't work, guess what, friends? We got to go to something else that will work. If a conversation doesn't, you, you know, get you in whatever, you got to think of something else, right? Let's say you've got a neighbor and they're the 53%. They're not coming to your church. How do you get creative? Women, I'm speaking to you. Where are you, women? Four of you. Listen, women. Don't you love earrings? How many of you women love earrings? Blue, put your hand up. You love earrings, right? And you've got a staunch atheist living next door to you. Next time she gets out of her vehicle, make a mad dash and say, Judy, where did you get those earrings? And if she says Macy's, oh my gosh, they look so lovely on you. Right there, you have diffused a bomb. Have you shared your faith? No. All you've done is compliment and got a little creative. All right, guys, it's your turn. You know where this is going. Hey, Joe. Man, I see you got a DeWalt. You like it? That's eh, all right. But no, I mean, you, you really like it? I mean, I'm looking maybe to go buy one. Oh, yeah, man. My DeWalt 957, 820 volt, man. It has power. I've got two batteries. And man, does it have power. I can screw a 30-inch nail into any piece of wood with it. Joe, man, thank you for telling me that. I think I'm going to go get me one of them DeWalts. You know what I'm saying? That's how you get in their world creatively. You look for opportunities. They know you're coming with some church lingo. They're waiting for it. But when you soften the language and you get in their world and you find something that really motivates them, something that they love to talk about, get a, get a guy to talk about his job. Oh my gosh, you can't get him to shut up. You get a lady talking about a sale in the mall, you've lost her. You know what I'm saying? See, I believe this. Everybody wants to know about God. But unfortunately, there are some Christians who just get in the way. So we've, we've got to do our part and get creative like Paul 
and say, man, look, I've made every attempt. This didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't. Oh, but this worked. Amen. And finally, number five. He walked the walk. It says in verse 23. Come on, let's have some music. I like that. In verse 23, it says, he says, I did all this because of. Who? The message for Jesus. And he says, I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Isn't that cool? That's what we have to do. Listen, the 53% and the 47% of the people, yes, they need to see our walk, but they also need to see our talk. Amen. They have to back up each other. So you got to walk the walk. You got to walk the talk, as people say around here, right? You got to make sure that you got some things in line about you and your life and, and whatnot. If they see you doing other things or they hear you saying things that don't line up like we talked about earlier, they will have nothing, nothing to do with you. And us. And Paul said, I just didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to walk it out right in front of their eyes. My friends, we have the responsibility to change both numbers. And I call it do the math evangelism. I didn't say the church has a responsibility. I said we have the responsibility. Amen. And when I say that there are ducks on the pond, those of you that duck hunt, you know what I'm talking about. They're landing in the decoys. But too many people are landing in the decoys and we don't have a bullet in our gun to do anything about it. There are people everywhere around us. They don't need the Christian lingo. They just need us. Do you want to reach the 53 and the 47? Let me see, those of you. We have a wonderful opportunity to do that as we speak. On your iPhone and on our app. Uh, excuse me, on our iPhone, the app, as well as our website. We've got a button that you can click on. It's called Hurricane Relief. And there are people out there in the 53% range and in the 47% range that need they need help. They need help desperately. And so if you don't have our app, you just go to Family Life Church Lafayette and you can download it and it's it's the first thing that you see. And there's a couple buttons that you can press. Either you need help and we need that information. Or if you know someone that needs help, you just go there, you put in your information and you put the need. And there's a comment section if you need further. Like if, if you're asking for a need for somebody else, just tell us all the information that you can. But if you would like to help, 
we are doing our very best to organize some people to cook here on Saturday. I don't know what that looks like. Pastors Brandon and Jacob went yesterday to Chauvin and Homa. And the one thing that was common, hot meals. Hot meals. We don't have the information just yet. Please be patient. But if you will go and click on help and put whatever, we will get back in touch with you and give you the time and, and what we're doing. Amen. Now, there are people that need physical help, too. So we're we're just organizing and, and we're, we're literally scratching the surface. But if you contact us or you go, excuse me, if you go to the app, get your information, that's the, that's the starting point. Even if you don't really are good at cooking, it, it's okay, right, Blue? It's okay. You, you can still come out and help. Amen? We may need people to literally carry it there. I don't know, but we just need help. To help those that are in the 53% or the 47%. And if you are helping people, just remember Paul. He went after the whoever's. He got creative. He entered their world, right? He kept his bearings right. But he just simply made himself available. Evangelism can be hard. It can be very uncomfortable. Would you agree? I love me some 53 percenters. I just love talking to those people. I don't know why. Give me people who don't want anything to do with the church. I tell them, come to Rob. Come to Rob. I love those people. I'm like Paul, man. I can, I can flow with them. Where, wherever they go, wherever they go, I can flow with them. Remember, my name's Rob, and I'm their friend. But I want to end on this note. The word evangelism. It's a Greek word. Langelon. It means good news. Isn't that cool? It's a word for gospel. But if you take the word evangelism and you split it, look what's in the middle. Isn't that cool? It's the word angel. And the Greek word for angel is angelos, which means messenger. My friends, we're all messengers of the good news. Amen. Would you stand with me? I've, I, I hope or my goal tonight was to start something in you. To light something in you. Because we're all messengers of the good news. And Lord, help us to go after the three, 53 percenters and the 47 percenters.
You may not know this. But the whoever's are everywhere. <laughs> They're all around us. If you would, bow your head. Father, it is our heart tonight to just be the hands and feet of you. Help us, Lord, to see people differently. Help us, Lord, to see those people, no matter which bracket they're in. Lord, give us a passion for people. Give us, Lord, the wisdom for people. Lord, help us, Lord, to just travel down that road of evangelism like Paul did. That won't scare us away, but it will make us comfortable in where we are with you and where we are with them. Lord, I just pray that you use this message in us to just maybe maybe there's one person in our mind that maybe God would allow you to cross paths with them. Maybe it's a person in the 47% that maybe is okay with an invite. But Lord, they, they need more. They need more of the Spirit of God in them. Maybe, Lord, there's somebody in the 53% bracket. Lord, would you just give us the insights to kind of maneuver ourselves? Lord, just, just a tiny crack in the door is all we need, Lord. Just a tiny crack. May our hearts be open to be your messenger for the good news of Jesus Christ. In Jesus, Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, we're talking about Jesus, right? Because He is the name above all names. You may say, Rob, I need more of Jesus in my life because He's never been a part of my life. I said earlier that the 53 percenters are going to a destination that we don't like to talk about, but it's a real place. But if we accept Jesus into our heart and call Him Lord of our life and accept Him, He forgives us of our sins. Amen? And we get to inherit. Oh my gosh. That's another sermon of what we inherit. But the main thing is eternal life. So I want to give you an opportunity. So I need all of you to just close your eyes once more and just bow your head. If you say, Rob, I don't have Jesus in my life. I need a relationship with Him. I need my sins forgiven. I just want 
you to lift up your hands because I want to pray for you right now. Just lift up your hands across the auditorium. You say, Rob, I need Jesus in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just pray this all together. And say, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart. Come right now and forgive me of my sins. May your life be upon me. May your face shine upon me. Thank you that I can inherit eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, listen, if you have, if you made that commitment, if you prayed that for the very first time, there is a card in your pew. Just fill out. It's very self-explanatory. And you can just bring it to our info center because we have a gift for you. We want to bless you. Again, we're trying to organize some help for the hurricane relief. If you want to be a part of that, we would love for you to partner with us and mobilize and just go feed some people or take care of some needs. Amen. I took care of a family today. They're in Columbus, Texas. They had to evacuate. And we took care of a couple nights of their hotel so that they wouldn't. So that they didn't have to worry. That's all we're doing. It's just meeting needs. That's it. Whatever that looks like, we're going to do it as a church. Amen. You can actually give financially on there as well. And listen, I just want to let you know, whatever you give, it's going to go to, to, to some needs. It's not going to go to another organization who's going to give it to another organization and you have no clue. But we've got connections. We, we're down in the Chauvin and, and other areas and Homa and Thibodeau and, and all of that. We're going, we're, we're going and we're, 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 uh, receiving information from people in needs that we have. Amen. And so our heart is just simply to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let me pray over you. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that uh, your word is an on-time word. I pray, Lord, that you are raising up some messengers, some angels. They're going to go out into this world and share the good news. Lord, help us, Lord, to remember Paul's way of evangelism. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for blessing us and blessing our time. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for coming.